Welcome to the ETAP Podcast, a service of the American Association of State Highway and Transportation Officials. Each month, we'll provide information and insight into environmental issues important to state transportation officials. Thanks so much for joining us on AASHTO's ETAP Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Wagenblast. As cities continue to grow across the U.S., traffic congestion continues to rise. Often, we try to beat the traffic to avoid the slowdown, take a different route home, or honk at the car in front of us for stopping at a green light. Today, understanding traffic is significant as automotive vehicles increase on the roads and continue to impact traffic flow and climate change. In coordination with Nissan North America and the Tennessee Department of Transportation, Vanderbilt University researched how traffic congestion impacts individual vehicle behavior. The I-24 Motion Project tested advanced traffic management and automated vehicle technologies on Nashville's I-24 highway. By understanding traffic congestion, infrastructure design may be built to improve safety, air quality, and fuel efficiency. Joining us today is Lee J. Smith, Interim Director with the Tennessee Department of Transportation, and Dr. Dan Work, Professor of Civil and Environmental Engineering at Vanderbilt University. Director Smith, Dr. Work. Thanks so much for joining us on the Ashto ETAP podcast. Thanks, Bernie. Nice to be here. It's great to be here. Well, we're going to be talking about this, as we mentioned in the introduction, the I-24 Motion Project. But for those who aren't familiar with the project overall, could one or both of you tell me a little bit about the project and what its purposes were and how it was conducted, if you would, please? I'll give that a shot and Dan can fill in the blanks. Uh, Usually that's how we operate. (laughs) (laughs) I-24 Motion is a traffic monitoring, uh, traffic research instrument. Uh, it's composed of 40 camera sites and over 300 high-definition cameras, but it functions as a testing instrument. Really, we call it an MRI for traffic. Uh, if you compare what the rest of the uh, transportation industry has to uh, analyze the interactions of vehicles to any stimulus, the I-24 Motion project is able to look at things in such detail and fidelity that's never been done before. So it's it's basically a scientific instrument that we've, we've constructed and that hopefully will be used by all comers to come into Tennessee and, uh, and come test their technology, whether it be connected vehicles, whether it be traffic management strategies, whether it be the latest widget a automaker wants to put on their vehicle, they can see how that interacts with real traffic in a live environment. Yeah, I would just add on to what Lee was describing. I mean, the test bed is pretty unique. It has extremely dense camera coverage that's used to feed algorithms that extract the trajectories of all the vehicles that travel through this four-mile stretch of I-24. It's about 150,000 vehicles a day that are passing through there. What's so important about it is the fact that there is so much technological change that is happening at the vehicle, in the infrastructure, Cars are becoming increasingly automated. They're getting communication capabilities to get information about what the infrastructure is doing, what other vehicles are doing. And that really requires measuring traffic at a scale of individual vehicles because the individual vehicles are are what is changing. And when you start seeing changes at the level of a single vehicle, those will have impacts on the aggregate behavior of traffic, the nature of traffic waves, the amount of congestion that we see. And we really need methods and techniques and spots on the freeway where we can actually capture how those changes are creating impacts on the overall traffic stream so that we can steer them for positive benefits and not get caught off guard by technological changes. They may may be good for a single driver, 
but that result in worse traffic for everyone else. We, we think the exact opposite is true. Making changes to a small number of vehicles done the right way can actually have a positive impact on overall traffic flow. I-24 Motion gives us a chance to actually quantify and assess those types of technologies and help them get developed. Dan, you talked about how vehicles are constantly changing, becoming more automated, more communications in the vehicles, things of that sort. Is this testbed going to be constantly evolving, not only as you learn things, but as new technologies become available and new capabilities are made available? Yeah, the the testbed itself is really designed as an instrument. It measures, measures what's going on. But like any other instrument, what you want to put in the instrument and see is is always changing. So absolutely, we expect as more vehicles get level one, level two capabilities, we'd love to be able to assess the impact that those will have on the overall traffic stream. And that's going to continue to evolve as manufacturers put out new technologies on the car day by day. And what we'd like to be able to see and what's kind of really special is we can look at how traffic is today, you know, and five years from now, if it looks different because we're starting to see increased penetration rates of level one, level two vehicles in the roadway, we can see how those vehicles are either making certain traffic patterns better or worse. And so the the dynamics of the traffic will change. The instrument is kind of an opportunity to hold constant and measure how those changes are impacting commuters on the freeway. Lee, for drivers who are driving through this stretch of I-24, is there anything that they are themselves seeing that's different in terms of this particular project, or is it primarily information that's going into a laboratory to then be analyzed and perhaps change things further down the road? But Or is there any real-time changes that drivers might be experiencing? The average driver won't notice anything different. It'll be just typical traffic flow. They will notice the very tall camera poles on the side of the road, they're over 110 feet tall. So that that's, has some distinction to it. But as far as what they experience on the roadway, it would be exactly the same. This test bed happens to be built strategically in an area of a project we call the I-24 Smart Corridor, which has lane control systems, uh, lane by lane, X's and arrows over the road to tell drivers which lane to be in if there's a crash, and also variable speed limits. So the I-24 Motion project will help us to optimize those strategies so hopefully drivers will notice those traffic control devices being utilized in a much more efficient way so that they will notice that. But as far as the test bed itself, no, they won't notice anything different than they would on the normal community. I have a question for both Dan and Lee as far as this project goes. I imagine, obviously, there are some joint benefits and goals that you have, but are there particular goals that TDOT has and particular goals that Vanderbilt has when you're looking at this project, things that might be a little bit different from each other, but obviously complementary to one another. TDOT is interested in advancing mobility and safety. So, you know, that's that's our overall goal. This test bed, we hope, will have impacts on how we do business in Tennessee as far as traffic strategies of all kinds. You know, just something as simple as how do motorists uh, react to a law enforcement vehicle being on the side of the road? Do they move over as the move over, move over law in Tennessee prescribes or do they not move over? And how can we enhance our enforcement or or what other uh, elements of that can we change? So on TDOT's day-to-day business, we hope to improve how we manage traffic. We want testers of all shapes and sizes and other states to come and test their equipment or their strategies, um, automakers. So Vanderbilt's a great partner for this. They're algorithms to take the video and convert it into a vehicle trajectory you know, model 
is what differentiates and one of the things that differentiates this from other test beds. So Vanderbilt's a great partner for this. And you know, we, we're very, very pleased with how things have gone so far. We hope to have a long-term relationship with Vanderbilt on this test bed. Yeah, from, from our perspective, I mean, as a motorist, I care about safety and mobility on I-24, just like everybody else does uh, on the roadway. You know, Vanderbilt specifically, one of the things that we take to heart is use-driven research. We care not only about the novelty of estimating a parameter and a model a little bit better than has been done before, but we also care about why that should matter to anybody in the real world. And having a facility like I-24 Motion in our backyard and having such close collaboration with TDOT to elevate the real world problems they're facing day to day opens up a lot for our researchers to be able to feel the, you know, the pain and suffering of motorists on the freeway and design things that don't just work well on pen and paper, don't just work well in a traffic simulation environment, but can actually get into the real world where you can quantify the potential impact that it can make. And so for us, it's, it's really just a key environment where we can collaborate with Tennessee Department of Transportation, with automotive manufacturers, with folks in the intelligent transportation systems crowd to look at how we can close the gap from an innovation in a research lab to get it deployed in the real world where it can make a positive impact for, for motorists everywhere. So for us, that's just, it's so important to have that real world test bed to be able to get those ideas out of the laboratory and to figure out all the things that when the paper is published, no one adopts the, the method. This is a technique to figure out and how to close that gap, close the development cycle, uh, and just that get the, get the positive impacts from the lab out in the real world faster by learning more about the real world when we design things in the lab. I mentioned in the introduction that Nissan North America is also a partner in this. Tell us what their role is as far as this project goes. Uh, Nissan North America stepped up in a vital way on a U.S. Department of Energy and National Science Foundation uh, funded research consortium. The consortium is named uh, Circles, and that brings together uh, universities, including UC Berkeley, University of Arizona, Temple, Rutgers, Vanderbilt, General Motors, Nissan, and Toyota. Uh, and in that process, we were interested in exploring how these level one, level two vehicles might be able to reduce the amount of stop and go driving that occurs in uh, the I-24 motion testbed uh, on I-24. And we know that to have a positive impact in the traffic flow, we're going to need more than one vehicle that is instrumented with jam fighting technologies. Nissan offered 97 brand new Nissan Rogues to the collaboration so that we could modify the stock adaptive crews uh, from the factory, run our own custom algorithms that were designed within the consortium, and use those algorithms in real traffic to smooth out stop and go driving on the freeway and measure the, the benefits through I-24 motion. Lee, from TDOT's perspective, what are some of the things that you've already learned from this project? Well, I think we've learned that um, constructing a real-world test bed on four miles of interstate in a 10-month time frame is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we had a very strong team, the contractor, Davis H. Elliott, inspection company, um, WSP, Vanderbilt, our uh, region, TDOT folks, everybody pulled together to get it done in order to make sure that the circles experiment went off, you know, in the time frame it was prescribed to go off at. That process has been a learning experience. But what we've learned already is we really just the tip of the iceberg, what we can do. The um, 
I-24 smart corridor isn't um, complete yet. We're in the, in the last stages of construction for that. So we're looking forward to the test bed giving us insights when we do turn on the variable speed limits and the lane control system to optimize it. You know, the other lane control systems in the country don't have the advantage of being able to actually see how vehicles are interacting and, and responding to their technology. They're just using you know, anecdotal evidence or maybe they have a consultant come and do a, a study or whatever. We can, in real time, be able to make adjustments, be able to assess how the, the technology is performing. So we're really looking forward to that. We talked a, a bit about some of the technology that's being used to conduct this project and how you're measuring that. Cameras, obviously the vehicles themselves, algorithms. Give us a more complete picture, if you would, Dan, about the types of technology that are being used and how that technology is being used to measure for this experiment. The technology at its core is a play on CCTV traffic monitoring systems. The major difference is that we used higher resolution video cameras mounted higher up than are traditionally done so that we can get fewer cars that are occluded by other vehicles. And then we put the cameras dense enough that we can actually see the vehicles always as they're in the four mile test bed. That's critical for running the computer vision algorithms that dump the raw video data, but extract the scientifically relevant information about how fast the vehicle is traveling relative to the other vehicles that are nearby. What's the time headway between those vehicles? When do vehicles change lanes? When a traffic jam appears, what was the root cause of that jam? Uh, and so the computer vision algorithms process all that data from that four mile stretch and are able to, to get out that scientifically useful trajectory information, much in the style of very famous in the traffic simulation crowd, uh, US Department of Transportation projects called uh, NGSIM in the early 2000s. I-24 Motion is just NGSIM built for a different era when the camera technology is better, the artificial intelligence algorithms that extract the trajectory data are better, and the capabilities of actually studying traffic flow as these new automated vehicle technologies are being put on the roadway makes it more important to check day by day what's happening. So the testbed runs all the camera data, generates the trajectories, and then we use those trajectories to do things like measure the consequences of deploying automated vehicles in the traffic stream. It's widely known that crashes create bottlenecks on the roadway and generate traffic jams, but human driving behavior can also exacerbate traffic jams by creating these phantom waves that seemingly appear without an obvious cause, but are created by the way that you and I drive. We see a small uh, speed variation on the roadway and we amplify that. We, we see the car slow down. We slow down a little bit more, a little bit later than the vehicle in front. Car behind us does the same thing. It slows down a little bit more than we did because it took some time to react to, to our vehicle. I-24 Motion allows you to capture those phantom jams, the jams that are caused by crashes, the jams that are caused by lane changing, all of this stuff in a detail that really hasn't been possible to do on an ongoing basis anywhere. Um, and then as we start, again, putting in vehicle technologies that might be able to change those human-generated jams, we, we think that we can actually lead to much smoother traffic long before every car is automated and long before level four, level five driving is pervasive. We think that there's stuff that can be done with the cars that are already being deployed. And I-24 Motion is just a fantastic sandbox to test out those technologies at scales and, and see what the actual consequences of the traffic flow look like. 
Lee, you talked about the compressed time schedule that all this was put together 10 months or so in terms of the construction and such. For those who may not be familiar with I-24 in Nashville, a couple of questions that I have here. First of all, I'm curious, does TDOT have any sort of traffic management center that already is in place for I-24 in the Nashville area? And for those who aren't familiar with this particular stretch of I-24, can you give us a little bit of a an overview of what it's like. Are there a number of entrances and exits in this four-mile stretch? Is it primarily urban? Things of that sort. Yes, sir. No, we have a, um, a traffic management center in Nashville that monitors traffic throughout the area, throughout the urban area, including I-24. We have three interstates that intersect in Nashville, I-65, I-24, and, and I-40. Uh, so we have a, a lot of traffic in Nashville, and the, the area is growing exponentially here in the last 10 to 15 years. So the traffic management center is very, very busy <laughs> uh, with managing crashes, managing traffic. Uh, this stretch of I-24 is an urban section uh, with closely spaced interchanges. Uh, like Dan said, about 150,000 cars a day, so a, a pr- pretty healthy amount of traffic. The <laughs> driving behavior out there is is pretty aggressive, it seems. Um, th- that volume of traffic, um, it's one of the main um, commuter routes. We have a, a town called Murfreesboro, Tennessee, that's a a bedroom community suburb of, of Nashville. A lot of traffic goes back and forth uh, pattern-wise into Nashville every day. The frequency of crashes is, is higher than normal. Uh, and that's why we chose this area. It's one of our most congested corridors in the state. So rather than go find a stretch of roadway that's you know not problematic, let's try to fix the problem that we have using technology and using these strategies. For what you found out already, tell us what some of the key takeaways are in relation to traffic jams, safety, and air quality, if you would, please. (laughs) Traffic is worse than I could have possibly imagined. We're able to quantify the amount of suffering that goes on that corridor uh, in excruciating detail. What I actually mean by that is for fans in the traffic engineering world that love looking at time-space diagrams you know you should be seeing a big wedge of red when you plot the congestion over over time and over space. And what we see with I-24 motion is something quite different. We see the variability of speeds and congestion are much higher than what I would have previously expected. And a lot of that is due to the fact that I-24 motion is measuring the traffic jams in a spatial and temporal resolution that is just not possible anywhere else in the United States. So if you're looking at data from inductive loops or from side fire radar units that average the traffic speeds over minute plus intervals and are spaced every mile apart. It just averages out all these dynamics of the traffic flow where motorists are speeding up. They're going at 40 miles an hour and then they slam on the brakes and are traveling at zero miles per hour for a few seconds before they elevate the speed again. That kind of speed variability, We the first day we turned on I-24 motion and looked at how many of these traveling waves, stop and go waves are present on the freeway, I was completely stunned. Uh, And then since the opening in November, it's every day, we generate another picture of the the traffic in the morning and it's just wave after wave after wave after wave after wave. The bad news is it's, I mean, I'm telling things that everybody on I-24 already knows, the suffering (laughs) is extreme. But from a scientific point of view, I'm, I'm really excited about what the future of traffic management looks like. Because if you can measure it, there's a decent chance you might be able to do something to improve it. So as we start thinking about the smart corridor and all the different things that TDOT is deploying out there to manage the traffic flow, we can see not just what they do to the average flow and the average travel time, but we can also start to quantify what they're doing for speed variability. I'm certain that speed variability is bad for traffic emissions. I'm sure it's bad for safety. We're already starting to see 
in some of these examples that, you know, there's a nuance between what, what came first, the crash or the congestion. And we've seen cases where the stop and go wave is the first thing that shows up in the morning, then the crash occurs, then you get the widespread congestion. So already the scientific insights are getting, you know, quite exciting. And I'm just super optimistic about the ability to do something about that congestion. We know we're not going to eliminate all of it, but if we can reduce the speed variability, which I think is absolutely in play, then it's going to be good for safety. How much will quantify it? It's going to be good for fuel efficiency. We have previous experimental research that demonstrates removing phantom jams can reduce fuel consumption by up to 40% of all vehicles on the roadway, not just the ones that run jam fighting controllers. And certainly if it's good for fuel efficiency, it's also going to be good for the environment. So it's not the end all solution. I'm still a fan of transit. I'm still a fan of a million other electric vehicles, but I also want to make sure that we're taking full advantage of the technologies that are on our doorstep that are on the showroom floors, modify them as little as possible to get the greatest benefit that we can. And I think there's going to be a bright future for that kind of research ahead. Obviously, Dan and Lee, you're gathering a lot of very valuable information with this project. That's great for Tennessee, but how can other states benefit from what you're learning with this project? You know, the insights we're collecting are free to the taker. So, you know, any other state DOT that'd like to come and, and learn from what we've learned so far, come and test their own you know, strategies. It's all open, you know, open to any any other uh, entity, whether it be a state DOT or automaker or like Dan had mentioned before, ITS manufacturer. But the technology and the uh, insights are all open source and, and available to any anybody that'd like to receive them. And let me wrap up by asking, Lee, how Tennessee DOT is going to use the results from this experiment to build a smarter transportation system elsewhere in the state. You've got other, obviously, uh, congested areas, uh, Memphis, Chattanooga. Those are just some. I'm sure there are some in between. Tell us how you you see this being used elsewhere in the state. Uh, We're very excited about that. I mean, the concept or the principle is called integrated corridor management. So where we're taking the freeway and the adjacent arterial signal system and, and operating those holistically. So that's the, that's the concept that we feel like is going to really make a difference in traffic management. And we want to find the right combination of strategies. We, we have 67 of the over-the-road uh, lane control system gantries out there on I-24, space every half mile for that distance there. And we have variable speed limits. We have traffic signal timing that can be implemented for when there's a bad crash to divert traffic to the adjacent arterial. But we need to make sure we're using the right combination of strategies. We may use something different in Chattanooga than we have in in Nashville based on geometry, based on traffic conditions, based on all kinds of factors. But we'll be able to test that in the I-24 motion testbed before we deploy it. So we know what, they have a better insight as to what's gonna work best in Chattanooga or in Memphis or in, in, uh, in Knoxville. Even one of the um, areas we hope to expand is to get a few of the cameras on the arterial uh, network. If we could understand that traffic flow better, that would be just another iceberg we would be able to untap uh, for traffic science. Um, But to answer your question directly, we are planning to deploy ICM strategies in other areas of the state. I-24 Motion will help us do that in a a very intelligent way. Well, I think we've just... our starting to scratch the surface of what you're going to have learned from this project. And there's a lot more that's going to be learned as the project continues. 
And I look forward to having some further discussions about that. We've been talking on this episode of Ashto's ETAT podcast with Lee Smith, the Interim Director of the Tennessee Department of Transportation, and Dr. Dan Work, a Professor of Civil and Environmental Engineering at Vanderbilt University. Dan, Lee, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Bernie. Yes, sir. Thank you.